Are you an entrepreneur looking to scale your venture? Do you have ideas on how to take Canadian entrepreneurship to new heights? Join more than 2,000 entrepreneurs, investors, industry, and government leaders in Ottawa on October 19th at Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Keynotes, workshops, hackathons, startup, scale-up, and skill stages, growth partner zones, and a mentor genius zone. Get plugged into the Canadian entrepreneurship community in one place, all in one day. Scale your startup and have your say through the most influential and high-impact event in Canada's entrepreneurship community. Get your tickets today to the Startup Canada Day on the Hill on October 19th. For more information, visit startupday.ca. The Startup Canada Awards recognizes excellence in Canada's entrepreneurship community. This year, we invite you to join us at one of six regional celebrations across Canada. Join us in Ottawa on August 24th, Montreal on September 12th, Kamloops September 15th, Fredericton on September 17th, Whitehorse on September 19th, and Edmonton on September 21st. And join us at the grand finale in Ottawa on October 19th as part of the Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Come celebrate alongside the movers and shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and get your tickets now. Hi, I'm Rob Vilnev, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. Team activities that draw out and act on feedback can really help to unite employees. At Rebel, we are big on agile retrospectives, which are just simple activities that help teams to reveal, explore, and solve hidden challenges together. One of our favorite activities is a game called Mad Sad Glad, where each team member shares specific instances that made them feel angry, upset, or happy by placing a post-it note on a wall. We then review everyone's contributions, group similar sentiments, and vote on a few specific topics to do a deeper dive on. This kind of activity is great to get feedback from the quieter members of the team, and it really drives team-led self-improvement. The team concludes Mad Sad Glad by committing to SMART goals, which are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. We check in as a team the following week to see if the changes have made a positive impact. The key takeaway? Be sure to give your teams the tools they need to identify and solve their own challenges together. Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Traveling for business will never be the same. With Rogers Rome Like Home, you can now stay connected to your business just like you do at home when you use Rome Like Home with your Share Everything for Business plan. For just $5 a day in the United States and $10 a day internationally, you can use your data as you would at home and receive unlimited calling and messaging to Canadian and local numbers with no roaming charges. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash small business.
a real entrepreneur helping others succeed. This is your host, Rivers Corbett, founder of the Rockstar Mastermind on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett. If you're looking to access the best-in-class mastermind group, then I invite you to join my own Rockstar Mastermind. We teach people how to learn and build a successful company from scratch. Visit therockstarmastermind.com for more information. All right, we're going from the East Coast to the West Coast today. Really, really happy to have our guest on today, Catherine Dahl. She is the founder and CEO of Beanworks. I love the name. It's really cool. It's a Vancouver-based SaaS company that's innovating the way accountants work using cloud technology. Catherine launched Beanworks in 2012 and transformed it into the disruptive fintech tool it is today. And in her spare time, she She's an active champion for mental health, awesome stuff, and is dedicated to ensuring that women have the opportunities and resources they need to grow their careers. In today's conversation, we're going to be talking to Catherine about what it means to innovate traditional finance and how this gas town startup, for those who don't know where that is, it's in North Vancouver, is giving back. And welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you very much for having me. I got to yeah. correct your you're a little bit there, Rivers. Uh, Gastown is in downtown uh, downtown Vancouver. Um, uh, I knew it as soon as yeah. I said it because you're from North Vancouver, yes. you know. That's I live in North Vancouver, yes. That's what it was. And they, anyway, I just made the connection. So there you go, folks. See who's controlling, who's in control of this interview already. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so on that note, Catherine, this is all going to be about you and Beanworks and the great work you're doing. Um, tell us, uh, at the end of this show, which I know is going to be awesome, what would you like our listeners to take away from uh, from our chat today? Um, I, I think uh, the thing that I'd like to, oh, that I hope the listeners would uh, certainly have some enjoyment uh, about hearing some interesting things about accounting software, which certainly can be cool and sexy. And uh, that the most important thing for anyone in a startup to remember, the, it can get really tough and rough at times, and that persistence is an absolute, and tenacity is absolutely the key virtues that one needs to be in a tech startup these days. Very cool. So that's along that journey, you're an innovative CEO, investor, and of course a woman in tech. And I love I love people bashing through fintech. I really think it's cool for all kinds of the right reasons, um, including having people on the top floor of the Bay Street buildings being a little bit uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're smashing glass ceilings. You know what what drives you as uh, as Catherine? 
Uh, oh, I, was, I thought you were going to ask me about as the CEO of my company. No, but, I'm more interested in you right now. <laughs> uh, what drives me? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think I'm in a I'm in a weird generation of women that um, I'm in a transitional generation of women in the workforce. Um, right. You know, my mother's generation was the teachers, the nurses, the secretaries. Mm. My mm. generation was really the first one where where for the most part we weren't told there were going to be barriers, but then mm. then there were barriers, uh, and I see it changing now in my daughter's generation, which is great. Uh, So certainly partially what drives me is uh, I want to work my way and I don't want to have to fit into a form. Um, You know, ironically, I had breakfast this morning at Shopsies. I'm in Toronto uh, this week. And my very first management job was was there at Shopsies, sort of front front of the house manager role in university. And and that was the very first time I came across what a woman should be like in work. Uh, And I didn't like it then I don't like it now and it, yeah. it continues to drive me it's definitely a big piece of what drives me to keep a, our company 50% women and to give opportunities uh, equally diverse diversify the company uh, on, on a cultural basis as well as yeah. uh, as well as the sex on the sexes and make sure that we're balanced and we're getting uh, yeah. women into those uh, more um, higher level um, positions because it, it can be tough yeah, well, you know, I uh, I work with the uh, economic agency for the province of New Brunswick, helping to build their entrepreneurship ecosystem. And the chief cultural officer is a, is an awesome woman. Her name's Heather Heather Libby, and uh, and we're proud to say that there's actually more women in our organization than there is guys. And uh, and and here's the interesting thing: is the culture is absolutely fantastic. I just love working there, and uh, and that's part of their strategy. And and the results are showing through with it. So, uh, so that, that's really, really cool stuff. Um, so let me ask you this question. Um, and I, and I mean this with the greatest respect, is your mother still with us? No, I'm afraid oh, not. No. You know, my mom passed away a little while ago. And I always wonder what my mom would say to her friends, uh, in describing rivers. What does he do? And so I'm curious if your <laughs> mom was here with us now and she, oh. she was sitting around with her friends, how would she describe what Catherine does? Oh, you know, that's funny. I don't, I don't know what she would say because I wasn't even, was I an accountant? I, I, I think I just got my designation um, when she passed away, which was back in 2000, uh, 2002. So right. actually, no, I hadn't just gotten it. I was just, I was just finishing it up. So it was, I don't know. She'd probably say she's not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I think she would <laughs> at too. where I'm at. Yeah. Years ago, I don't know why, but years ago. We sat around the living family room with some friends, and everyone decided. I was, I'm the youngest of three, and they and they right. all decided that someday they're all going to be working for me. So I thought that was nice. kind of the yeah. irony of that. Now, yeah, that works absolutely. <laughs> well, I, you know, I I think it's it's very. And as you, by the way, you're finding out I don't follow the script 100 percent of the way. Oh, that's already. Fine. Yeah. I, will, I will say this: my mother did say to me, uh, I'll never forget it. She she just said, you know, you're just really you're lucky. You have way more choice in your mm. generation than we had mm. in ours, and she mm. so. She she acknowledged that, you know, that would have been back in the early nineties mm, um, mm. when she made those kinds of comments, but yeah, yeah I think she'd be, she'd be very proud and, uh, and happy to see that, uh, I'm managing to pull it all off with kids and everything else. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is very important. You yeah. know, my, my, my friend, uh, Dr. Leslie McGow, she's, uh, she's a CEO of Canada's, um, uh, go, go forth Institute with trades entrepreneurs and things like that. And, and she, um, she's, she's Canada's first PhD in entrepreneurship. And she loves telling this story about how she opened 
overheard her mother. This is why I asked the question about uh, when you talked about the generational changes and so on. And her and her mother was saying to her friends, "Yes, we have a doctor in the uh, in the family now, but she doesn't help people." That was the. <laughs> She's just a doctor and we're very proud of her, but she doesn't help people. Anyway, back to Beanworks. The core values of Beanworks are to exceed expectations, work together and never accept the status quo. How did you choose these values and, you know, what's, what's really, what are the driving forces behind those? I'll say there's one, the most important one you left off the list. They, they, the, we have four core values and they spell the word bean. So the first nice. one is, is bean entrepreneur, which, uh, and then the others were exactly uh, as they are. Uh, yes. The work together is actually all together, uh, which is um, the, the core values that came, you know, we, we started studying uh, the Rockefeller habits uh, under the scaling up model. And, uh, you know, they talk, I, I went through traditional business training uh, and strategic planning training when I did my Bachelor of Commerce at Ryerson. And and it was very much the typical vision, mission, everybody should have some values, but they didn't really sort of get to the heart of what core values are for. Uh, and the, the Rockefeller Habits model uh, really gets to the core of it, of uh, what's important in any company. And I truly believe this to be true, that, that culture eats strategy every time. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a healthy culture in your company, you can't scale fast. You can't, you, you won't succeed very for, for very long. But if you're a tech startup and you're scaling rapidly, like we doubled our company size in the last six months, number of people in the company. So taking in that many people all at once, trying to figure out how to manage the communication changes and all of that, you've got to have a really strong uh, core culture. And then you also need that culture because you need to, you're working with these people, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. I'm I'm on a trip now with six of our team and we're going to be together 24 seven for the next several days. If you don't share the same work ethic, which is what core values are to me, then mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of clash and a lot of politics and a lot of issues in, uh, with the people that are working for you. And you're not going to have A players. So right. a, a players uh, for us are those people that exemplify those four core values as well as being a high performer in what they do. And our, we want our company to be exclusively full of A players. And an A player who's really good, who doesn't share these core values might be an A player somewhere else. Right, but if you right. don't, if you don't... Um, these are the core, the core values of, of BEAN are the work ethic of the founders of the company. Mm. So the four of us, uh, myself, Corey, Tracy, and Reza are the four that uh, have been driving this company for the last several years. There were some uh, earlier co-founders involved, but really those are the four of us have really pushed it through. And when we sat down to do a core values exercise and we had eight at the time and we're like, oh, no one even remembers them. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> We need to be able to remember them. Yes, <laughs> yes. Then it was through reading the Rockefeller Habits we realized the core values are really the, the owner or the founder, uh, and what they what they believe uh, work is all about. And for yes. us, you know, we want everyone to feel like they're an owner, so and act like you're an entrepreneur. What would right. you do if this was your company? And hey, by the way, everybody has equity in the company, so you are an owner, and you do the extra things. You go the extra mile. You you push harder. You're tenacious. You never give up. That's the, the sort of entrepreneurial spirit. It. The, yes. exceed, the exceeds expectation is the standard to which we hold ourselves. Uh, the together is 
is we're a family. So we see each other uh, a lot <laughs> and we, we take care of each other and we, we help each other out. We want our employees to, and our staff to be healthy. So we have fitness uh, memberships for them and we want them, we, we have a, a Slack, we use Slack to communicate and we have a channel around health. So if people are out in the weekends and they're, they're hiking or they're doing something really fun and healthy, we encourage them to take pictures and share that. And that's sort nice. of the, 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 as well as mental health. Um, and then never accept the status quo is fairly straightforward. We never take no for an answer. <laughs> There's always a better way. There There's always, always a way is. to get that done. There's always a workaround. <laughs> you just have well, to keep trying. <laughs> well, you do. And there's, there is always a solution. There's no doubt about it. In, you referenced mental health space and I'm, I'm very, it's a, it's a topic very near and dear to my, to, to me. Uh, I've gone through depression a few times as an entrepreneur. And uh, I think we need to talk more and more about it, particularly in that entrepreneurial space. It's something that's pretty prevalent. Uh-huh. Um, I'm curious, uh, you know, uh, how you actually, because you said, and of course, mental health is part of when we talked about the, the core values and so on. Can you kind of expand a little bit more on that and, and how it ties into into being? Into our core values? Um mm. Uh, the mental health, I mean, we, we started out with it being a lot, uh, the, the concept of health was really physical related and, and we, we, we didn't want to leave out the, the, what I refer to as a life work blend mental mm. health side of things. I mean, obviously we're there for each other if we need, if someone's, uh, you know, we've got somebody who's, uh, got a family member out right now and, and we're, we're, we're very supportive of that or if you need time off because something's happening in your family or yourself, we're very supportive of all of that. And we want to make sure people are mentally healthy. They get, they need to be able to disconnect and have that space and time away from the office so that they can rejuvenate that kind of thing. Um, and that's, that's a big, uh, a big piece of it. And, and things like just, just knowing that, you know, if you have kids uh, and they got a Christmas concert one Tuesday afternoon uh, or, or a year end event or something that you can go do that. We we're, we're not on a clock in our company or, you were KPI driven, so everybody knows what they have to do. Mm, right. You'd get your job done, and don't you know if you then need to take Friday afternoon off to go do this or that, then you go do that. Or if you got to take your kid to the dentist, like we don't. That's where that where a lot of the mental health piece comes in. So you're not stressed out about those other things you have to balance in life. Nice. Because, you know you've got a supportive uh, uh, work environment that that makes it easier for you to get that done. That's what I needed in my life, and so that's right. that. I have kids, and and I've they they're now. 14, almost, sorry, 13 and almost 17. And for the past five years, like, and, and we came from a different startup. So I've been, I've been doing this a little bit longer than five years. Uh, you know, it's, it was, it made it possible for me to do this because I, I could go and still participate in, in my kids' lives. Although not, not as much lately, <laughs> starting to get a little unbalanced. <laughs> but yes. uh, it's uh, we got a pretty busy year ahead of us. But you know, my kids, my kids are seeing a, an example of uh, both their parents are entrepreneurs. So. <laughs> right, right. That yeah. is so awesome. That is and so the, awesome. The other thing I wanted to say about the core values piece is once you have that really, really well communicated, work becomes fun for everyone. Mm, it's mm. not work anymore. It's like a hobby you get paid to go do. And that's a big, uh, you, you know, you feel it in the office. People like being there when our, when our staff go on um, vacations, they, they post those photos for us. So we see where they're at. They'll send mm. along messages. Hey, I miss you guys. You know, nice. you're on vacation and you're missing your, your, your cohorts at, at work. So uh, that, that when culture is strong and, and healthy and the right fit for everyone, uh, then you get, that's the, the bonus you get for that. How many people do you have on your team right now? 
hour 42. Wow. Wow. So um, I can only guess there's a particular process you have to go through in order to make the quote unquote A-list yep. on your team. Um, it's quite can a you process. Give us some- <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. What's, can you give us a little bit of an insight into, into that, Catherine? Yeah, yeah. We um, we start with a, a sort of a personality assessment. Uh, we use a company called Plum.io. It's another startup that I met um, when we went through uh, Hyperdrive in Kitchener, uh, Kitchener-Waterloo area at Communitech. And they they help um, screen out for the right personality traits that we're looking for for given given positions. Right. Uh, and from there, we'll do uh, a screen a phone screen interview that's sort of um, making sure that the cultural fit's looking close looking accurate and just validating a few points before we do some fairly lengthy top grading interviewing processes. And depending on the role, there's a technical fit as well. Like uh, obviously coders have to write a coding test and salespeople have to actually come and pitch our product. Um, and there's a ton, tons of things like that. Um, but the, the, the interview process is lengthy and it's 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 going to get longer actually as we get better and better at the top grading method but mm. it, it'll end up being a full day of someone's time plus a, a lot of work prior to that and of we course. do we do a culture fit uh, with with different people on a panel uh, to make sure that we're going through those core values um, and making sure that that we feel strongly that this person um, is a cultural fit because that's more the most important piece uh, and then and then then you know the technical angle and their skill set so it's not it's not a slow we can do it relatively efficiently but it is it is a lot of time that we have to put into it so we yeah. try to wean it down to one or two people that would go through that lengthier interview process uh, but when we do it the right way um, our hiring our a players are, are are they stand out really quickly and they yep. and they they're faster at picking everything up and they work harder and you just it's like you're hiring two people for one when you get the right fit yeah, that's all all the right all the right things, all the right things. And of course it's you know the investment now versus the penalty later. And yeah. so so good for you to do that. You know, have you ever heard of the company Zappos? Yes. Yeah, so one of the I love reading their book uh, and one of the things they do to really reinforce that culture pieces uh, at the end. I don't know if you've read their book, but I, I think it's a, a really the final final thing. They actually after people go through training, they offer them $1000 not to join the company. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I Attraction on Demand does that as well. We haven't gone to that stage yet, but uh, what we have been doing instead is inducting them into the world of accounts payable. Uh, and we, and we make them, we just start a program where they, where they have to go and do it the old fashioned way first, no matter who they nice. are. So nice. they can feel the pain of our customer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your customer and Beanworks. And uh, and this is not in the uh, script, but I'm really interested in uh, in uh, your disruptive fintech tool. Can you give us a little bit more of an overview on uh, on Beanworks? Yeah, uh, Beanworks is is really, uh, the Beanworks platform is really an essential tool for accounting teams. And uh, what we're doing today is we're, we're uh, sort of the, the way I describe it is, uh, you know, the world is automating, right? There's self-driving cars will be a real thing someday. There's robots out there. Things are all getting automated from and digitized. Processes are getting digitized. So uh, traditionally accounting, um, the accounting function is around collecting and validating the business uh, data, right? The footprint of the business, get it into some format, profit and loss statement, balance sheet, something like that, that you can make some form of business decisions around, right? That's right. 
that's been the role. But the, but really, accounts are, are the the world of accounting is changing into one of more strategic add value add. What can I do to change those numbers? Which is what really CMAs. I'm now a CPA, CMA. That's mm. really where I got my foundation in accounting, and I've always been into process improvement and uh, the physical collection and validation of the of the information of the activity of the business is still incredibly manual in finance. It's mm. all physical. I got to hand you a piece of paper. You've got to sign it. I've got to email something to you, you, print it, you sign it, you scan it back to me. It's extremely manual. It's really slow. It's it's never current. It's always mm. weeks, weeks or months behind the activity of the business. And this in this day and age, things are happening at such a rapid pace. The world is changing so quickly. Businesses mm-hmm. have to keep up. And it's finally coming to a place that, that where cloud technology can push uh, that accounting um function into a next, the next what I call accounting automation 2.0. Right. We, we can now interconnect systems in a cloud environment that allows platforms to specialize in a particular function, whether it's business communication, accounting functions, uh, you know, and that sort of, so you're sort of seeing it, you see it with Confluence in, in the Atlassian model, where if you're building a software are you almost everybody considers Atlassian an essential tool? If you're in you're in sale, you're doing sales. Well, for the most part, Salesforce is considered the essential right. tool of sales, right? So right. Beanworks Beanworks is that essential tool for the accounting team. So we're mm. not a we're not a small business function uh, product, and we're not large enterprise. We're looking at small uh, accounting teams in mid-sized companies. Mm-hmm. That's that is who is the least served when it comes to modern software in the accounting space, and that's why we partnered with Sage Accounting. They're the, the largest mid-market uh, accounting software um, provider in the world. Um, right. And that's why I'm in Toronto right now. We're at Toronto okay. Sage Summit. I'll give a little plug for Sage. Right um, on, Sage. And, and they've selected us as their accounts payable automation um, white-labeled add-on uh, to to their connected nice. services, the hybrid model. They have a bit of a desktop hybrid model right now uh, cool. to help move that mid-market group um, into a place where they can leverage the 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 benefits of cloud technology, uh, but still have some of their data remaining um, uh, hosted at, uh, wherever they want it to be hosted. So uh, so that's what we do. And, and and our first section of our platform is is purchase orders, invoices, and payments all electronically, all tied into one system across multiple companies. So you can have 10 companies and it can all be in one place. So it allows an accounting team to be much more efficient, super real time. It's way less expensive than the manual version. And so you're saving money. And our platform has a way to actually make, um, have a, a fa- actual revenue stream out of it. Uh, so it's just a very different way of looking at getting a, a traditional job done on less resources. Yeah. And and that, and that allows the companies to take those accounting teams and get them to do the more strategic value add work. Right, 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 right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you for that overview. And I can definitely see the value in it. And I, what I loved of, amongst many things you just talked about was the word underserved in the accounting world. And it was that teams and, and so on. And I think that's a lesson to the audience is that you don't have to go where the ser- where people are being served tremendously, even though it looks like a great place to go find the people that are underserved and yeah. serve them. Yeah. And there's a, there's a few industries still in the underserved category, <laughs> finance, legal, yes. Yes. You know, medical yeah. health. There's, there's a few laggards We're there's, yeah. we're definitely in a laggard industry, but then, you know, risk averse accountants. That's what of we course. are. Of course. Yeah. Wait for I everyone mean, else to prove out the cloud is not terrible <laughs> before no. they'd be willing to go into it. 
Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Well, I, I've I've heard, uh, and this this script has been very interesting because I've left out stuff and Nevada stuff and so on. So I'll, I'll just say the script says that uh, that uh, Beanworks had the opportunity to participate in a Google sponsored accelerator program called uh, called Black Box, uh-huh. uh, which and it's and that's not the culinary world you're talking about there. I'm sure <laughs> it was something totally different. So can you tell us a bit about that experience, Catherine? Yeah, that was a really, it was, uh, we, you know, we had been in a, in a 12 week accelerator program already, and this was like taking a 12 week accelerator program and do it in two weeks and do it in the Valley. So nice. we were, we were put into a bed and breakfast with a bunch of other, um, uh, international, they counted Canada as international, finally, <laughs> uh, international <laughs> startups. They weren't really going to count the first couple of black box groups. They were like, well, Canada's a little too close. So they, but they finally decided, oh no, Canada's technically not here. So oh what, my gosh, the, isn't the, that crazy? The purpose of Black Box was to, and Fadi, I can't remember his last name, he runs it and he started it, is to take, um, is to have people from around the world come to the valley and feel the culture that's there, infuse mm. it in them, help them learn how to do business in the U.S., and then send that send that back out and and plant those seeds of of that of that excitement that you get in the Valley elsewhere. So that, cause Google doesn't want to see it just be there. They want right. to, cause they're a global company. So they, they were keen to sponsor this and, and make sure that it, uh, it continues. And they're, I, they're, they're, they're still doing it. I can't, I can't remember how many they've done so far, but you basically are learning about, uh, all the things you wouldn't normal, um, tech CEO 101 stuff, you know, like how do VCs work? What's the math? What are they looking for? Um, how do you do, we had, we had the, one of the best things we had was the personal brand for a branding guy for Richard Branson came and spoke. Nice. Uh, Thomas Gad. And he was amazing. And it was, I, it, pro- I probably got more out of that, just that bit with him than, than anything else. Right. Um, so he he was phenomenal, and they just would have these speakers come in, and then we just sat in the living room uh, they, for five days in a row, two weeks in a row, and went through these sessions. We went to Google, and they gave us some some. We did some learnings with their uh, prototyping team on how to how to put stuff together quickly and get it to market, and do that that lean startup me- methodology around um, creating MVPs and just trying to get quick quick market fit on what you're trying to prove out. So there was stuff like that. So it was, and of course we met, we all met, I met people from all over the world who are doing the same thing we're doing here. So I was like, this is great. And it's exciting that Palo Alto is a fabulous place, like really beautiful. And, and we went in March and it was, the weather was fantastic. And it was, (laughs) uh, it was really, it was really great. And just, just got to get that infusion of, of what it's like to be in the Valley. And the the, the biggest impact was that I wasn't thinking big enough. I had a bigger dream, but I, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I couldn't share it in Canada because it made all the investors nervous uh, yeah. they, they'd yeah. rather be stick to something like no you're just ap automation like no i have a bigger plan yeah, um, that's fun. when i got to uh when i got there there was like no you got to think big you can't come to the valley and not think big they don't they won't even look at you They're like if you're yeah. not thinking global do- world domination don't don't bother well it's, so it's that, interesting to say that i i do a lot of work now down in the boston area same same thing you know, don't come here with your uh, your small minded uh, thought process. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's it's really is about uh, if you're going to play big, you got to think big. Well, yeah, and, and Canadians can be just as big as any. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you look at Shopify and Hootsuite and you know yep. Global Relay and uh, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of big companies, a couple of really large companies people haven't even heard of, and you're like, whoa. I mean, Open Text is huge. 
huge. So yes. like you can you can build a billion dollar company in Canada. That is totally yeah. totally possible. Very cool. What uh, you know you obviously had to apply for this uh, for this accelerator. No, that one had to be sponsored by one of their um, outreach sponsors, and we, so we got sponsored uh, through Communitech. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. Was, Sorry, you mentioned that. Yeah, and Black Box was looking for female-led companies, so they wanted yes. to have an even number of women and men attending, and so Communitech at the time didn't have a lot of female-run uh, mm. companies under their portfolio. So we we were lucky; we were just uh, um, one of the few, and and uh, we were not too far away in Vancouver, and so. Uh, they were like, "Hey, you want to go?" I'm like, "Yes, of course I do." <laughs> yeah, of course. And and you may have been lucky, but you definitely should have been there for uh, qualifications. So oh, uh, that's awesome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's that time where we need to take a very quick break, but we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints, from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. Um, so, Catherine, you know, you're, you've obviously got experience in that space and working with clients and and so on. What's uh, What are some uh, some key elements that CEOs, startups, entrepreneurs, whatever, should really look at when applying for access to accelerator programs? Because I see so many people just, yeah, I'll just throw in the application and see what happens. And then, of course, they get they don't get what they want. And they're like, well, how did that happen? So, <laughs> so anyway, that's why I'm interested in your opinion on that, your insight. So um, I would say the biggest key thing is to apply to accelerators that are that are looking for companies at whatever stage you're in. So you need to know your, what what stage of company they're looking for, and and then you want to match it up. So there's no point in applying for something if you don't have um, if if it requires that you have revenue, for example, and you don't have any. <laughs> if it, there's there's usually a lot of them want to see some form of market validation. So they want right. to know that you have, you're solving a real problem and there are customers out there willing to pay for what you're doing to solve their problem. So that the be- the more of that you have, the better. And that, uh-huh. and then the other thing they look at usually is team. Uh, so being able to identify advisors, board members, or team players that that are going to help ensure your success is another one. Um, and the biggest one I think that I took a long time to realize, and I, I got some of it from from hyperdrives, some of it from black box, some of you know slowly evolving over the last five years. Understand right. what your BHAG is and know how to sell that vision to whoever it is you're applying to. So understand your what? Your BHAG, which is a big, hairy, audacious goal. 
Love it. <laughs> you know, I've heard a big, hairy, audacious goal, but I've never heard anybody put it into an acronym yep. before. I yeah. love it. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. So there's brilliant. There, so there's that knowing what your BHAG is and being able to communicate that, you know, why are you going to be huge? What have you? Right. What are you doing that's different? What is the vision that you see that others can't? Uh, and how is your technology going to get there? And that, that's if you can put that into an application, you, you'll have a good start. But, but market validation is huge. If you can show revenue or users have signed up or some kind of market fit, product market fit, uh, you'll have a much more, you'll have a better likelihood of success. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So BHAG, I totally think that's, <laughs> I know it's funny. it sounds ugly too, but it sounds, but it's just, it's, it's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, Catherine, you say you have uh, two children, 17 and 14, Thir- 13, yes, almost 14, 13. And what are they? Boy, girls, boy, yeah, boy, 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 boy yeah. uh, 17 year old boy and 13 year old girl. Okay. So the two of them are sitting in your office right now and uh, you've been given the direction by the entrepreneur world to advise them on a mentor and they could be two separate mentors if you want that they have to follow to be successful in life for the rest of their life. Who are the mentor or mentors that you're going to recommend for your daughter and son? As in what type of mentors? Good question. So specifically, if they want to follow and be an entrepreneur like their mom. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. I, uh, oh, that's a tough question. And what about a book? Well, definitely the book, Scaling Up Let's go by Bernhardish. Hardish. That's easy. Ah, cool. And I combine that with the metronome effect by Shannon Sisko. Or Susco, okay. I'm not saying her last name properly. Um, right. Those two books are phenomenal for if you're going to build a business and grow it quickly. As you need, they're like as they're essential tools <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, are they really? So sorry, can you repeat those again for our audience? So scaling up by Vern Harnish, mm-hmm. and the metronome effect by Shannon Cisco. It's S U S K O. I don't know. And it's all about growth. Yeah. The metronome effect is the entire system, which is a lot of the scaling up elements to it. Mm-hmm. But the detail mm-hmm. of the scaling up elements are in Vern's book. Ah, okay. And it also, okay. metronome effect also deals with hiring, like the whole human system, how it all ties together, the strategy, everything. It's really quite good. It's a quick read, but then you then it directs you to other places to get uh, to do the deeper dives. Yes. Um, so I would say that. And then I think for, you know, it really would depend on... I, I don't know for sure what kind of mentors I would suggest my children get, but I would suggest they get them. So find yes. somebody successful. <laughs> in, Love it. Somebody successful, and I don't know who it would be, depending on where you end up, right? My son wants to go into physics. Uh, so it's, mm-hmm. so then I'm saying to him, okay, then let's find you. He, he, he says he wants to maybe be a professor. Okay, well, let's find you a professor. Go talk to that professor mm. and find out what it mm. takes to be, what do they think about the, their path that they took and where were their pitfalls and how can you avoid them and, and try to uh, question them a little bit and figure out uh, whether this is something you actually want to do. Um, so that's, that's typically what, what I would recommend. It um, it's what's wonderful. You're having these conversations now with them, right? 
Oh yeah, I'm always trying to plug. To, I like to. Uh, I'm an accountant, and I like to predict the future. That's what we do. <laughs> We're like, I told you we'd have this much revenue, and we did. Bing. Yes, I told you we'd yes. only spend that much money, and we did. Perfect. <laughs> so I, uh, I've spent a, a lifetime uh, getting good at that, and so I do that with my kids. And I, and so I think, okay, what? Did, where did I go wrong in high school? Okay, yeah. here, here, here's the mistake I made. Don't make that mistake. Do this. <laughs> and so, and how do they respond to that? That conversation. Well, they've got really good marks, so I think they responded well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Both very smart. High five. Yeah. High five. <laughs> they're way That's better really than awesome. my high school grades. Way yeah. better. <laughs> but of course, now they're going to put pressure on when they have children. So it, uh, it's pretty cool, though, yeah. that you've created that legacy and are doing magical stuff with uh, Beamworks. I love, uh, I love the, again, the underserved market. Um, you know, I love what you're doing with the core values. I love what you're doing with the mental health issue. So important in that area. And uh, I love the fact that you grew, uh, you say, double in six months mm-hmm. and we're hoping mm. we won't hoping we have to do another double just yet but we'll see this partnership is pretty big so depending yes. on how it goes we'll we'll be on the hiring block again uh fairly soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we're well, always we're always looking for a players so if anyone's listening and they live in vancouver or or don't mind being on a what we call a bot we put all of our we have some remote workers and staff oh, cool. and we put them on a, a, a virtual machine so that we can see them all day long and chat with them whenever we want to and they can Neat. they can Neat. ask questions and they can be taken into meetings that way and stuff like that so uh yeah Smart. anybody who uh, is resonating with my value proposition as i as i uh, talk today uh go to beanworks.com there's a careers page and we're always we're always keen to to get to know people who might like our space Uh, That's cool. Well, Catherine Dahl, you're doing amazing stuff. I can't thank you enough for taking the time today. Uh, I know you're away at at, uh, at your retreat, whatever uh, process you're going through with your your team and so on. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know when this goes live, there's going to be some people going to beanworks.com. So thanks again for your time. Thank you, Rivers. It's been lovely chatting with you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. This is David Siegel, former CEO of David's Tea and founder of Mad Radish Inc. And you are listening to the Startup Canada podcast. So uh, you've had this major exit, obviously, from David's Tea. And I don't want to spend all our time going back, but I think it's uh, interesting and and exciting for people to understand that. Um, Can you give us a sense of, because, you know, it's such a successful business and obviously uh, very demanding, I would imagine. Um, When did you know it was time to resign and what were some of the factors or reasons or considerations that influenced your decision? Well, it, it, I mean, I'm so proud of what we did at David's Tea and, and I, I learned a ton there. I mean, I can't say enough good things about David's Tea. I mean, I, it, it, it was, it, it was a fantastic experience and I'm grateful for it. Uh, you know, but everything has its time. And, and after about almost nine, 10 years, I mean, because remember, we launched in 2008, but we've been planning it for a year before that too. Um, 
it just it i was a minority partner in the business um i did not agree with the direction of the company at that time uh for a variety of reasons um and um uh, you know i i no longer was able to make the impact that i wanted to make and so uh, it was it was just time for me to move on and and uh, I, I, I continue to wish them the best as I say I'm still a customer um, but um, uh, you know the nice thing about mad radish is I've I've made a significant personal investment in this I'm I'm uh, I'm the majority owner um, that comes with an enormous responsibility uh, you know I feel a great responsibility to my customers and the people that I've hired and who have believed in in the concept and and have trust trusted in me uh, um, and it means that that you have to show up and operate with the highest level of integrity and and uh, and create a culture that that really where people can excel uh, and where people can feel comfortable. Um, and so that's where my focus has been right now. And and um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, it was you know people are like, what was it like? You know, it's it, your baby, your your company is your baby. And oh my god, but you know, you you you. The sun comes up the next morning after. I mean, it was a very hard. I I I, I was I, you know, <laughs> I was crying the day I resigned. Like it was a big deal. Like it was it, it was. And I, I I didn't realize how emotional it would be for me because um, it was it was a long ride and it was uh, you know I mean my God I mean I it it changed my life forever right so. Um, but um, but you know you, you get up the next day and and there's there's new challenges to tackle and and there's new things to get involved in and boy am I happy I I did because uh, like I told you I could not be more excited about Mad Radish. Mm-hmm.